0: There's something strange in the neighborhood, listener. It's definitely me. This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we review Ghostbusters Afterlife, Geek Boner, plus we're breaking down the new Spider-Man No Way Home trailer and more, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, November 22nd, 2021.
1: This is Jason Hawes, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. I've seen a lot of things in my life, but nothing freaks me out like antique porcelain dolls. No, even worse, puppets. Puppets come into life. But that's impossible, right? Right, guys? My spider shits are tingling. Check. Check
0: Check one. All right. This is really fast out there. Let's give it up. That's right. What's up? How you doing, listener? Welcome. Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. And he's the nerd. And joining us is the gatekeeper to my keymaster. master. It's Rugboy. What's up, Rugs? There is no Rugboy. There is only Zool. Are you a God? You know, Ray, when somebody asks you if you're a God, you say yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, we're the head. I can do the whole movie. Oh, what a great movie that first one is. Uh, anyways, yeah. Rugs, I figured, you know, you have the slack hole. You're the gatekeeper. That's like the gate. Sure. You got to insert. Well, everybody into, can come through it. Yeah. Everybody comes through. It's open, guys. <laughs> <Wide> <laughs> open.
2: Come on in. The felt is very soft and warm. Mm,
0: and not sticky at all. We have one very important thing to talk about, and we're going to talk about it right now. The Jock Jock and Nerd Nerd. Podcast. And we are going to take our time to talk about it. Here's the thing, though. We are the last podcast on the planet Earth to get to record our thoughts on the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, I would think. It came out a fucking week ago, the day before the last show posted. We warned you, Sony, fucked our schedule. Yeah, they always do that. Fuck you, Sony. You know, you'd think they'd consult a They who? sit
2: there in a meeting and they're like, listen, we can re- release this trailer at this point in time, but if we do it this day, the Jock and Nerd podcast will
0: miss out. Who releases a trailer on Tuesday? Oh, the shit. fuck are you doing, Sony? The fuck? Anyways, look, there's 21 million views on this one version of the uh, the trailer on YouTube from Marvel Entertainment. So everybody's watched this fucking trailer. Let's just get into it. I, there's a lot going on in this, Anthony. Uh, initial reaction of what they gave us and what they didn't give us in this trailer. I would have
1: been surprised if they gave us Andrew Garfield and uh, what's his face?
0: Uh, Tobey Maguire. Toby Maguire. I'm glad they didn't.
1: I'm also glad they didn't. Hopefully they're in the movie, but I'm glad they didn't give it to us. I, I know that there was a lot of internal battles between Sony and Marvel.
0: Uh, whether to reveal it.
1: Yeah, Sony, I think, wanted to reveal it. Marvel didn't. So looks like Marvel won out. As far as
0: what I thought of the trailer when I
1: initially watched it, I was at the gym and I was I kept refreshing my YouTube and just Twitter just to see if it popped up and it did and I watched it at the gym and I was uh, very entertained. With all
0: the bros, what did the bros think?
1: I was by myself. Oh, you're by right. okay. yourself. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have played it if the bros no,
0: were. Oh, all the bros gather around and watch Spider-Man trailer.
1: No. <laughs> Sounds like a great moment. It. No. I don't think I would have played it. but
0: <laughs> I, I, like, was very... I like hearing Anthony's closeted, closeted life. <laughs> yes, he's like in the corner of the gym behind the fucking bench. What are you watching? I'm watching this trailer. Don't look at me. <laughs> what are you watching? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Sports. Sports ball. Sports, duh. <laughs> I'm checking
1: stocks.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's but... porn. It's definitely porn. None of your business, bro. <laughs> Go lift. Go lift. Run.
1: Uh, anyways, <laughs> I, I I did really enjoy it. I When I watched it, I was like, damn. That looks great. I'm I'm excited for this. I think a lot of the excitement is just because first off in a in in a in three what three movies now? Black Widow, Eternals, Shang-Chi. Um, Shang-Chi and then even like some of the TV shows. Like those are all characters I, I somewhat know some a little more than others some less. But even to this day, I mean st- even though he's not my favorite character, Spider-Man is not an iconic character. Absolutely, yeah. So like to see a trailer where they're kind of doing, bringing, doing the nostalgia thing, and they're bringing back old villains from the movies that I liked, especially the Raimi films. It being a, just an icon, like I mentioned, it's it's a character that I actually know and can get excited about seeing rather than like learning about somebody. So in that sense, it looked good. I was happy to see some of those characters pop up, some of the villains that you see in that trailer. There's a lot of intriguing plot points, I will admit that this movie is potentially a gigantic mess, and we can yeah. get into some of that stuff later. Yeah,
0: it might be. But
1: for now, I'm going to stay optimistic, be excited about it. The one thing I wanted to point out is, although it's extremely clunky how they're getting to this multiverse, at least through the trailers, where it's basically Doctor Strange made a gigantic fuck-up listening to a teenager. Yeah, or well, Peter,
0: he's blaming Peter.
1: Well, it's like, it's like that's how he got to the multiverse. We had him listen to a kid, <laughs> and he fucked up a spell. What?
0: Like there, there should be a
1: better way to get to a multiverse. That being said, I do like the concept of when they bring up how it sounds like they like all these villains show up, and Doctor Strange is like, we have to get them back to their universes, otherwise it's going to fuck shit up. Right, And they learn that if they send them back to their universes, their fate is to die by Spider-Man. Yeah,
0: that's what he says.
1: Which is what happens in some of these films, not with all the villains, but a lot of these villains die because of the hands of Spider-Man. And I like the angle where Spidey in this universe is like... Well fuck that. I'm not, I'm going to save them. I like that I like I like that like kind of turn turning it on its head a little bit because especially in the MCU there's a lot of for some reason like all these superheroes kill. So like Spider-Man is one of the characters that doesn't kill, right? Like I think he's one of his li- like lines in the book in the comics is like nobody dies. And I like the angle of them having Spider-Man being put in position to now potentially save the villains that want to kill him. There's my long-winded answer. of Saying, I'm excited. I definitely think there's a potential for a mess, but I'm still excited.
0: <laughs> there's a lot going on, and I do like that angle where Peter will do the right thing, even if it means you know he's going to get hurt. If he he, he that's the part well, it might luck. not even
1: be the right thing. Like it, he might ruin the universe right. by doing that. But he's just like, I I can't let I can't in good faith know that they're going to die and my hands in another universe and not try to
0: help them out well like captain america's moral compass he yeah. will do the right thing oh. the Spider- captain america will kill yes i guess he will if he has but to. he's a soldier he's gotta he he's a soldier. Soldier yeah. to do that peter will never, spider-man peter will never yeah,
1: peter peter's trauma not this peter but in the comics he's traumatized by the fact that his uncle died so that's why he doesn't kill
0: also, great point that the hype is legit built by this is the first like return to a character everybody knows. I didn't even think about that. We had so many new things. Right. Kind of and thrown so at us.
1: P- one of the I mean, it's one of the only things. Yeah.
0: Like, the flagship uh, the, movie. Yeah. Fly- yeah. Rugs, what would you think of this trailer? Did it get you? Geek Boner. Geek Boner. Or
2: Boner or Floppy Jock. Floppy Jock. Well, well, this is this is what we asked for, isn't it? It kind we of is. This.
1: Give me all of this. Yes. Um. We asked for this. Yeah.
2: I am so kind of like over MCU Spider-Man at, at this point that, it, yeah, like give me some fucking something that's going to at least be crazy, because yeah. like I am so over this MCU Spider-Man, like the, what they've set up, how they create this character, the you know, all this stuff. I'm like, okay, let's shake things up. Let's fucking throw a monkey wrench in this bullshit. Um, hopefully, this will help reestablish Spider-Man into a more well-rounded character like he is in the comics. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if I like this whole idea of this whole thing being predicated on Spider-Man's stupid. Like I want, I don't want to have any responsibility or for what I've done. (laughs) Like, can you make everything go away? Dr. Strange. And then that's Mm -hmm. how he brings forth everything. But it could be also meta that Peter Parker usually does cause damage in his own life by, by, Choices that he makes, so it fits the character in a way. So I'm all for this, I guess. I mean, I'm like, uh, I don't like MCU Spider Man, so and uh, I, I didn't like what they did with Amazing Spider Man, but I think somewhere in there, we can probably get closer to an actual Spider Man story that has stakes that has um, elements of the past uh, you know, great villains that we do like, like Doc Ock and, and the green goblin. And of course um, the power of the MCU's marketing machine behind this. So I don't know. I mean, I see a lot of armored fucking Spider-Man in this. I see a lot of a black armored Spider-Man with magic powers. Yeah, and he's got magic his
0: gauntlets. Uh, so, probably yeah, from I strange, see a lot
2: of that stuff. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay, whatever, but we got to sell toys. Yeah, they got to sell toys, but I know that there's probably more batshit stuff to come. There's uh, stuff in other trailers that show um, that the lizard getting punched and that's possibly like, uh, yes, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are going to be in movie. it.
0: They're definitely um, in
2: this movie. Venom's probably going to be in it. I so, think so. I am ready. My body is ready for this. <laughs> and then, and then it Am I excited about it? I don't know if I'm excited about it, but I'm just like, look, let's 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 finish this. It's like I want to graduate to the next era of Spider Man. So let's go, let's bring it, let's see what happens, let's fucking make some batshit crazy things. It's time. It looks like it's going to be a fucking hot mess, though. It really
0: does, but. Yeah, might be fun. It's gonna get us to a point where he can be maybe an adult Spider Man. Okay, okay, lots to unpack. Let's start with Doctor Strange. I originally thought he. Wait, was, what did you think of it? Uh, I you're the you're the Spider so, Man guy. I it was. It, it just, Do you even have to ask him? I you know, there's a lot of oh, oh shit moments. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was going oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. They didn't give us Toby and Andrew, and I kind of like that, but they're definitely there's stuff removed from the trailer. I like getting confirmation. Of the villains, but it did kind of also seem like a mess. I'll say, I, 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 it gave me geek boner, geek boner. But I'm also a little bit hesitant and uh, made my spidey sense tingle, not in the best way, in an uncomfortable way, maybe. See, like I don't
2: really feel like it's gonna damage anything because it's no. already the damage has
0: been done. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, other than make a movie that people are gonna <laughs> probably give Rotten Tomatoes to. If it's bad. If now, this mean, movie's
0: going to make all the money regardless. Do you think, remember how we thought Dr. Strange was not Dr. Strange? He's acting weird, and he's being a dick in this one, and he's got the Scooby-Doo line. And now I kind of think that it's just Dr. Strange being annoyed by Peter and being a dick to the kids, and he doesn't want to have to do this.
1: I, I did read that, they. I think Benedict Cumberpatch said his relationship with Peter in this movie is different than like Tony's no, sure. where, they, where they love each yeah. other. Basically, and like throughout the movie, he's just going to be more and more annoyed with Peter.
0: I mean, it looks like they're fighting each other at one point. You know, is that just because uh, they're at? A- Obviously, he steals the box. Like you said, the conflict's going to be: Strange wants to send him back, and Peter wants to save them. And he kind of steals the box and tries to fuck things up. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Doctor Strange, actually Doctor Strange. Let's get to Doctor Octopus. Alfred Molina looks great. The de aging is pretty good think he looks good? it yeah. yeah, looks fine. Uh he does say you're not Peter Parker, so he recognizes this MCU Peter Parker is not his Peter Parker. And then you see red and gold uh colors on his arms as if is uh it's like is it Stark tech? It is Iron Man colors or is he pulling this off of Peter Stark suit that he's wearing?
1: That, that's what I'm leaning towards yeah. is when he chases Peter and has him tied up, the, the nanotech starts to leech off of him, leech onto his his tentacles.
0: Yeah, that's but there's another evidence of Stark Tech uh, a little bit in another character, uh, and so
1: let, let me just name something real quick yeah. on Doc. Yes, Eye. it's somewhat confusing where he gets pulled from. Maybe he gets pulled in a different spot because the end of Spider-Man Two, he ba- he basically says. I'm not going to be a monster or something along those lines. Right. I'm he kind of has a, a redemption. So, like for him to just start attacking Peter would make a little make not make much sense if he's pulled from that part of the story. But uh, potentially he's pulled from a different part of that story. Well, I
0: heard that he was told he's being pulled from right when he's going in the water before he dies. After he's made the choice to save, uh, sacrifice himself. Uh, however, I do think at one point. Doc Ock joins Peter, and they're on That's the same side. Like. Because if you look at that shot where you see Electro and Lizard and uh, the other one, who's the other Sandman. one? Sandman. There's no Doc Ock there. And there's another shot where Electro's like shooting at yeah. Doc Ock, and he's falling off a building
1: on that scaffolding. Yeah, it looks like because it looks sort of like they they
0: trap him and they laugh at his name, which that was a kind of funny joke. But so I think they join forces possibly because
1: it wouldn't make sense because his
0: character yeah, was he was never really a bad guy. He was just misunderstood conflicted
1: he was a bad i mean the 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 tentacles made him a little crazy but then he he came to and he realized what was going on he's a scientist
2: well it's a it's an allegory for your dick your tentacles (laughs) your testicles (laughs) they only
1: make you do
0: bad things uh this is absolutely true then we see uh (laughs) we do see green goblin
1: you see green goblin you hear him narrate a little bit
0: he's here his apparently
1: he i went kind of off the deep end He's kind of like orchestrating everything.
0: Oh, Norman Osborn would be in charge. Yeah. Uh, and there's another shot of a, a goblin real quick that doesn't have his uh, helmet on and everyone is speculating. Yeah. Is his Dave DeHaan, is it James DeFranco. It is. That's also Willem Dafoe, I believe, just without his
1: helmet. Yeah, I think his, yeah. his a goblin outfit's going to evolve. Yeah, it's
0: going to change. And that one, you kind of see somebody brightened up and you see it's more like purple and green like in the comics. So I mm. think that's what they're trying to do. So, And I think the goblin suit also looks a little more streamlined, a little tweaked. Yeah, it yeah, looks, it looks a, better.
2: Looks less uh, kitty. Maybe put like some black I,
0: around the eyes. Again, kind of I, the eyes... I can't believe we're getting that fucking suit again. Also, where is Goblin in that shot of the three people, the three villains attacking? That's also curious.
1: I mean that you, that that shot you can't even trust because we there's plenty of footage out yes. there. Even without the footage yes. of
0: the trailer from like, Brazil, weird. yes. Marvel does we're this all the time. Wizards, Remember yeah. about the
2: Hulk running at the yep. in, in And Infinity in, the, War. in Civil
0: War? They took out Spider Man in the big mm-hmm. airport battle scene in the trailer. That, he was right that's there. That's right. So, you see uh, before we get to that and there we'll talk about how the clues there. Electro, I kind of love what they did with Electro. He's all yellow, he's got like a harness and they're using electricity to mimic the mass from the comics. Oh, great idea. I thought that looked great. Jamie Foxx looks very CGI. It's wonderful.
1: he doesn't that's he's all rubbery
0: yeah so you know in the meantime they released six tv spots recently marvel there's all these tv spots and it's essentially the same footage recut shuffled around there's a couple of new close-ups a couple of new things in some of them one of them has a close-up of electro's uh harness and his suit and he's definitely has a fucking stark reactor is powering this electro suit that he's wearing how did he get it i don't know
2: oh so he doesn't
0: really have electro powers he's powered by a reactor it looks like a it looks like an arc reactor connected to a thing that's given him the powers
1: maybe, or maybe it's he's able to harness it better because in the amazing spider man 2 it like took over his whole body yeah
0: it was in him yeah this one looks like he can kind of control it around him it looks fucking cool
1: perhaps or maybe uh osborne figures yes, out how norman to yes norman could have it.
0: found all this Stark tech too and gave everybody fucking upgrades when they came over we don't know it's gonna be crazy Uh, Then you see giant (laughs) Sandman's head, and I believe it looks just like Thomas Hayden Church's Sam Raimi Sandman. Also a little confusing, because the end of Spider-Man 3... He just kind of disappeared into the wind.
1: Well, he disappears, and he was kind of, like, redeemed. Yeah, he's also
0: a conflicted, not a bad, straight back guy. guy.
1: He shot the Uncle Ben in panic. That is so
0: dumb. I hate when they do that. It's just like in Batman 89. The Joker did not kill Bruce Wayne's parents, you idiots. What are you doing? Yeah. It's wrong.
1: Yeah. It's just wrong. Spider-Man 3 is not that good. No.
0: I needed the money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was disappointing. Uh, and then the lizard. Confirmation. The lizard from Mark Webb's Amazing Spider-Man. Now, there is a, in, in one of the TV spots, there's a funny line. You see J. Jonah Jameson, J.K. Simmons. He's like, what is that, a dinosaur? Uh, that's all he says. So the lizard looks all right. Now, have you seen the clip from the Brazil trailer? Yep. That's, Rug's brought that yes, up. Yes. That scene and the scene before where Spider-Man lands, they definitely took out, I believe, either two other spider man or maybe it's Venom and Doc Ock, but you see the lizard get punched by something invisible. I don't know why they would leave that in by accident. That was weird. Even without
1: seeing that Brazilian trailer, though. It's obvious. It's, it's obvious because when you see it, Spidey is jumping at the three of them, but he's only jumping at the middle. and The other two are clearly like not even looking yeah, at Yeah, they're him, going jumping, at something else. Going, something yeah. else, yeah.
0: So that's no. five of the sinister six. Who do you think is number six? Is it gonna be Venom? Is it gonna be Scorpion, the Vulture? I don't think hmm. they're gonna intro any new characters. So it's I somebody is existing.
1: I don't know if it's gonna be I don't I, I wouldn't be surprised if Venom is in the movie, yeah. but I don't think Venom fits. I don't the think sinister they should six. waste Venom.
2: I think that's a bigger that's a bigger movie. Yeah.
1: That's a good point. I, I would if I had to guess, I would go Vulture.
0: Really? Oh, yeah. oh, oh! What if it's Aaron Taylor Johnson, Craven the Hunter? Oh, yeah. out of nowhere? No, no. no they're not going
2: to introduce a new villain, and they're not going to waste Venom. They're going to use somebody old. It could be
0: the Rhino. It could be the Vulture. Yeah, but Venom—the last we saw him in that post-credit scene—he is in the MCU. You got to tie that up. That's—I would think—that's setting up right into this movie, sort of, maybe. No, they, got no. Some,
2: they need to lead into unless they're going all out and they're going to like blow this, you know, thing wide open and like actually finish it. Because is Tom Holland come back, coming back for another Spider-Man?
0: Well, we'll talk about Tom Holland and the stuff he said in this GQ article. A couple other. I,
1: I think he's coming back. Yeah. For what it's worth. Yeah. I think the Marvel Sony deal has him in more stuff, too. So go
0: A ahead. A couple other like cameos or full movies, you think?
1: I think he's supposed to be in other Marvel movies, and I think the plan is, as you mentioned, I think, to continue his story throughout college. And and get him adultified. Yeah.
0: Uh, A couple other interesting, weird details you notice. The Statue of Liberty is being fitted with a giant Captain America shield in tribute to Cap, which everybody thinks Cap's dead then, I guess, right? They all think he's dead? He gone. He gone. That's what they think. It's, I love that idea. I think that's great. And like you see it crashing down while it's being built. And the what about re-
2: Anthony Mack?
0: Isn't he Captain America? Well, he's Falcon America. Yeah. Ooh, did that happen okay. in this timeline? When does this fucking movie take place? It looks like it takes place right after Far From Home. Right. Uh, MJ is wearing the same clothes from that post-credit scene. Oh, what did you think about that? They are kind of recreating the Gwen Stacy death fall scene with. Well, they Zendaya. do that in every
1: they did that in curse and dunce then the first yeah movie they too. do that
0: at every franchise but a lot of people speculating oh andrew garfield's uh spider-man is gonna swing in and save her because he's not gonna have this shit happen to him twice he's gonna come in last minute hmm? something hmm. i thought but you also see ned leeds is falling in that quick shot also i think somebody dies at the end of this movie
1: i've heard i've heard rumors that someone i actually kind of know not know but i've heard the rumor that someone some one of the characters
0: is gonna die It may. I've heard that rumor. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you reading spoilers? It could be May. It could like be it, Happy. It sure. could be a side character. could be a main character.
1: Yeah, the only thing is, like, if they kill Aunt May. Yeah, she's too young. She really hasn't done anything. No. She didn't get a chance. There's, and, not, yeah. there's not a ton of an emotional connection to Aunt May right now.
0: Yeah, do you kill Happy? He's kind of useless, too. You got to kill somebody like his friend or something. Ned. Ned leads, like, and then he becomes the Hobgoblin and comes back to life or something. They could do that.
1: I don't know. I don't know. This is supposed to be the end game of Spider Man. Yeah, this
0: is supposed to be the end of the story. I think we will get another trailer. Uh, No, I think we're done. No, well, here's the speculation: tickets go on sale November 29th, and people are saying they're going to put out another trailer, and in this one, they might actually tease that the Toby and Andrew are in the movie. They should not do that. They shouldn't do that, but they do need something big on the 29th to when tickets go on sale. No, they don't need anything. Everybody's buying tickets yeah. to this. They're going to buy it anyways. I th- I would love it if they didn't actually reveal it in the trailer for once. They,
1: they don't need any. This, they're done. They don't need to do any more. I mean, other than like TV spots, they don't need any more. But trailer. this
0: is Sony. This is Sony running the marketing. How desperate are they to make it sure that it's known that this is the biggest fucking thing that's going to happen? I don't know. They may blow it. Can I, can I
1: jump into real quick because um, you're, you're going to go into this in the next spot anyways, but yep. I, I want to just go over all the things I've heard that make this movie potentially a mess. Okay,
0: let's get into why, because I've heard a bunch of things too. Go, Anthony. What have you heard?
1: I, there's That's like a whole list. Alright, so number one, this movie is rushed. This was supposed to actually come out, I believe, um,
0: after Doctor Strange. And well, the first off, yeah, it, was of supposed
1: to be, it was supposed to be after Doctor Strange, yeah. so they had to rewrite it to now make it make sense that it's coming out before, but it's supposed to come out, I believe, this summer. Yeah. But then COVID happened, so they, or last, was it last like this summer? Some, it was supposed <laughs> to come out earlier because of COVID, it got delayed. While it got delayed, Marvel and Sony, remember, they broke up and they only came back together like recently. So within two years, they were going to make a movie, broke up, came back together. Right. So they came back together. As mentioned, because of COVID, this movie is now before Do- Doctor Strange, yeah. which means... They were planning for this to be after, and that's why the multiverse thing would have made more sense. Right. Also, as Tom Holland mentions, the script was being rewritten.
0: Yes, as, as they, they were they shooting were. the film. That is never a good sign. They,
1: they also in the I think the third act they didn't know there was a they were like acting out the lines, and Tom Holland was like, "Yeah, this isn't the way I would sound." And like him and uh, John Watts had to like rewrite like parts of the third oh act, my like his his script. So you have that as well. So you throw all those things in there. You also have to factor in that John Watts, originally when the second one ended, this was always going to be, a, I think, a trilogy at least with John Watts. Remember when the second one ended, John Watts wanted to do Craven's Last Hunt for the third movie. Oh. And because of how well Venom did and how Sp- Sony wants to bring in you know, their own little universe and really have it connected to the Marvel and the MCU, I think they went in the direction of this kind of fan service type film. Where they're bringing back all the old characters, so when you factor all those in, this movie potentially
0: could be a, a gigantic mess, you know. And we've seen this fan fanservice-y thing where we're bringing in all the old characters a few times now already. We're gonna talk we're gonna about talk a, about it. We're gonna talk movie. about a movie that does it again. So it's kind of getting worn and 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 reused. And yeah, no, I feel like there is a i'm really concerned there is a possibility i'm praying for a disaster that it's gonna really be a am. third act disaster oh <laughs> uh, but this article from uh comicbookmovie.com also mentions iron man 2008's iron man also had kind of the same thing they were writing it as they went and that worked out really good so you can get good. There's, results. there's definitely
1: movies where they write it as they go yeah. and it, it's fine there's there's movies where they make scenes that are like the, the actors are like this isn't how it sounds so like There's always exceptions to the rule, but you just never, when you throw all of those things together, it's
0: concerning. And there's so much going on in this movie, you know, I definitely think a lot of things are going to get underdeveloped and just kind of like get sidelined and you're just going to be like, wait, what happened?
2: Well... The only good thing that this movie has going for it is that Kathleen Kennedy is not
1: involved. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> That's <is> absolutely true.
0: <laughs> oh shit. So this GQ article, he mentions all that stuff, and it's a it's a it's a lengthy article. But he also mentions he has a line where he goes, "If I'm playing Spider-Man when I'm 30, I've done something wrong." He's 25 now, so whether he's gonna leave this role, is he done with this role? Or are they are they phasing him out? That's in the question, like we're all thinking. But I found this other uh, article that. Uh, Avengers Endgame director Joe Russo has said Tom is stepping into the role that Robert Downey once occupied for Marvel. Uh, this is in a, also in an interview to GQ. He says, which is the favorite character in a lot of ways, the soul of the Marvel Universe. He Joe Russo thinks that the Tom Holland's Spider-Man is going to be the next Tony Stark Iron Man soul of the MCU, meaning he's not going anywhere and he's going to have to grow up. We will see. He's going to be
1: in it as long. They're going to give him as much money as they they possibly can to keep him as long as possible. Oh yeah,
0: they'll definitely throw a bunch of cash. And be like, you know what? Whether just it's keep Sony, doing this. whether
1: it's Marvel, whether yeah. it's both of them, they don't ever want him to like be let go. And to his advantage, you know, he still looks young, so he can play Spider-Man as a younger guy,
0: as in a younger age, Absolute, for a while, absolutely. But uh, I want him to be adult Spider-Man. Uh man, I can't wait. We're just we're less than a month away to this crazy movie. I, I'm
1: I'm still hyped. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I just they, I watched Sean Chandler talk about reasons why this movie could suck and I was like, "Oh yeah, this could It
0: could definitely be no. Like yeah. you could see it. It could definitely be a mess when you're trying to tackle all this and try to close him out and set something up and actually be holding to multiverse riffs. I mean, I liked how the purple riffs also remind me of like the end of Loki and, Loki, and yeah. yeah, so it kind of makes sense. Maybe when they made that spell, which of these events are overlapping? When Wanda is reading the book, when uh, He Who Remains dies, when Strange makes the spell, these could be all happening close to each other, and the whole thing just fucking goes foobar. I do think this movie will make all the money. Box Office Pro already have early projections, domestic box office projections. They are estimating. A hundred and thirty-five million to a hundred and eighty-five million North American debut with an eventual three hundred and seventy five, five hundred twenty-five million total domestic. They think it's gonna open over like a hundred and thirty five million dollars. I think this movie could make a billion dollars. It is gonna open in China. This is Ugh. they know this is the biggest uh December event since twenty nineteen's Rise of Skywalker Star Wars. Uh that was huge for that movie. Is it weird that I'm yawning? <laughs> was that you? You fuck. Yeah. I can't stop yawning. I don't know if I'm bored or I'm tired. Well, I'm okay. Let's just fucking speed through this so we get through the movie. In the meantime, <laughs> last week Michael. This Keaton- is like uh,
1: that other episode where it was like, where Lisa Morrison pointed out if uh, if Rugboy could show any more ambivalence. It's to like anything. it's
2: weird because we're talking about my favorite character. I really don't give a shit. And we're just talking about it ad nauseum. I'm like completely bored by this to the point where I'm yawning. Well, I bet you guys talked about it on Thursday.
0: Well, see, that's the thing. We did discuss it on the Facebook group. We talked about it in the Discord. We played it in like quarter speed, frame by frame, and analyzed the whole thing. Oh, nice. uh, it's but oh, we did do that. Yeah. yeah. So we. So you might just be fatigued. We're just fatigued. We it. just didn't talk about it on the show. But there's a and lot. Didn't talk about it with me. And we didn't. Yeah, I didn't know what he thought. Uh, all right. Well, let's. We're done with the Spider-Man talk. I'm hyped. I'm hyped. The geek boner. The <laughs> geek boner. Definitely <laughs> He's there. He's tired. It's going to be fucking awesome. It's fucking
1: awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really, good. really good. It's
0: going to be really good. He's tired. Listener, if you need a t-shirt from this podcast, visit our T shop, shop, slash shop. There's sales. There's a lot of fun things with the logo. Go get it. Two pieces of casting news, and then we'll close the news here. Delroy Lindo. Has been added to the Mahershala Ali Blade movie. Oh, shit.
2: He's going to be Whistler,
1: maybe. That
0: would be awesome. Delroy Lindo's the best. Anthony, comment?
1: I love this casting. I love that he's being added to this movie. I have no idea what he's going to do or be, but Mahershala Ali, Delroy Lindo, and Blade, that already sounds amazing.
0: Did you guys watch The Harder They Fall? It's on Netflix. Yeah, he's in The Harder They Fall, which has an mm-hmm. amazing cast. I heard it was good. I'm gonna check it out. Lakeith Stanfield's in there. I think Jonathan Majors, Zazie Beetz, Ray Lindo is great in The Five Bloods. He's been in a bunch of Spike Lee movies. I kind of wish Spike Lee was directing this Blade movie. That would be amazing. Really? I don't know. <laughs> mm. I don't no, know. you don't, you don't want Spike maybe Lee younger, doing a Blade. like back in the day, Spike Lee before. You, oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, uh, you know, like do the right thing, Spike Lee would be exciting. No. Yeah, 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 who's directing this? Oh. That'd be
1: such a weird thing.
0: This is a. Uh, That'd is, be one
1: of the weirdest things. Right? Ever. The Spike Lee be the Like Blade? Chloe Zhao doing a Marvel movie. What?
0: No, there's a Pakistani guy directing this. Isn't that? Isn't that? This is the one. Is
1: there? Oh, I, I, I don't one. know. You would. You should know that. You should definitely know
0: if that's a. There's a Pakistani. <laughs> you know about Tarek. all the planet. Basam Tarek is directing the Blade movie, and uh, I think he is uh, Pakistani. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> automatically Imran's favorite movie of I mean, whenever that comes movies, out. Anyways, uh, Delroy Lindo, Blade, Mahershala Lee is going to be great. And then the other one, Rugs. they have cast Sabine Wren for the Ahsoka show. Natasha Liu Bordizo. I don't know who this is, but... I like it. We're getting at Sabine Wren. Tell us who is Sabine Wren again. I forgot. She's the lead...
2: Well, she's the... um. She's, uh, I guess the, the scion of the, the Mandalorian crown, right? She's the, like, uh, the, the, the next person in line for the, to, to be running Mandalore other, after their Bo-Katan, right? Bo-Katan. So who has, but you gotta have the dark saber. Right. So she's, Bo-Katan's the current ruler of the Mandalorians or leader of the Mandalorians. And she's like the younger sister. Or something like that.
0: Made, uh, she was big in the Rebels show. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Hayden Christensen also is going to be in Ahsoka. Yeah, she was in Rebels. She, um,
2: is, she kind of like, um, does a lot of graffiti and art and shit. And she, like, has her suits very vibrant and colorful because she, like, customizes everything. And she's pretty, um, competent. She, she can shoot, she can fight. She even held the the dark for a while before Bocatan got it. So she's actually um, should be leading the the Mandalorians, but she is wanted to stay with
0: her group, the Rebels. She was in uh, *Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon*, *Sword of Destiny*, and *The Society*. This uh, actress also they still have to cast Ezra Bridger. There was that rumor Mina Masood played Aladdin was going to play Ezra Bridger and Grand Admiral Thrawn. That'd be Braun. good casting. That'd sure be all right. Grand Admiral Thrawn. Why don't they get the guy
1: that uh, did his voice?
0: Taylor Gray. Yeah, that's I said just get Taylor Gray. He's doing the voice. Again, this... I don't know what Ezra Bridger is supposed to look like. But So Sabine was voiced of. by somebody else in the show, so they didn't... They don't. Thought, they got,
1: but they got the girl that uh, voiced Bo-Katan, Bo-Katan right?
0: Bo-Katan. Uh, was her name? Katie Sackhoff. Katie Sackhoff actually voiced the character and played a live action. That's so rare. I don't know, if we're, gonna, I don't know if we're going to see that again. It's one of those things where...
2: Well, if you hire a voice actor, you know, the voice actors are don't really look like
0: the people no, that they're.
2: they don't. But if you're hiring a specific well-known actor, usually they make the model look like the actor just out of
0: oh, um, right. hoping that they would Retro, actually. Rep- yeah.
2: Doing it the other way. Yeah. It's kind of like almost backdoor casting. Yeah.
0: Mm. Ow. That is interesting. I have to pay attention to that. All right. Sure, let's go. Ow. Are you yeah, are you all right? Was it your knee? <laughs> no. Say hi to your knee. Say Hi. hi.
2: Uh, no, it was. Um, I just bonked my head into the mic. Great. All right. Well,
1: how high is that mic? Well, oh, never mind. We'll let Ruggs wanna...
0: recover from his concussion. I'm going to take a break here. I'm fine. It's a provost and come back and talk about some ghosts and some busting right after this.
1: After these messages, we'll be
0: right back.
1: Check out Piecing It Together on your favorite podcast app or check us out on piecingpod.com. You can also follow us on social media at piecingpod. Piecing It Together is a part of the All Points West Podcast Network. Hey, this is Matt. And Jesse. We host American Slacker Podcast. Your weekly rundown for weird news, entertainment suggestions, and unique games. Every other week, we bring on guests from all walks of life, like comedian Mark Forward of
0: Letterkenny. Yeah, we just call it Tuna up here. We, we, we're we pretty clear that it's a fish. And NYC stand up powerhouse, Ian Fidance. I want to fucking punch you in the fucking face with
2: positivity and fun, motherfucker.
1: Actor Brandon Crane of Stephen King's It. There's a lot of the work that I did, like Wonder Years to It, they were all very, you know, period, 50s, 60s, and, you know, chunks were all the rage. And Arthur Clown from Terrifier, David Howard Thornton. They also had to make a mold of my face while I was there, so that was kind of claustrophobic in itself. Musician Dan Simons of Just Surrender. First time ever going on a tour, you remember every stop. And Nick Thompson of Hit the Lights. All all the stuff
2: that I think that people go through through life, and it's just like my outlet for that.
1: Watch the video version of American Slacker on our YouTube channel and listen to our show on your favorite podcast app. New episodes every Wednesday. Visit our website aspodcast.com for everything American Slacker. That's it.
0: There you go. And
1: Nerd.
0: Listener, if you enjoy the show, show your love. Join our fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Doc Nerd. You can support the show on a monthly or annual basis. You get cool stuff like a bonus RSS feed that has bonus content, extra audio. The show comes out early. We all posted our instant reactions to the movie we're about to review. You would have heard that before the review. You also get Discord benefits where we hang out. We're doing a monthly Discord hangout just with our patrons. We just had one last week. It was lots of fun. Let me just say shout out to our regulars, Jose Ibarra, Daryl K. Thanks for coming and hanging out. Uh, Anthony, Dope Pope came by to hang out. That was great. Oh. You know dope. I know Doug. Yeah, he was just before him and Bilotti and Lenny were doing the Anime New York City big uh, convention. He came to hang out, and we had a surprise guest, Wes Cranford's son, Ethan Cranford, from Australia. Oh, son of Cranford. Son of Cranford stopped. He gave us, he had a little bit of time between his two jobs. It was, was, we did it at 8 p.m. Thursday. It was 2 p.m. the next day where he was. Right, and he was between his two. Uh, he's an audio engineer, smart kid, great kid. I loved Ethan, meeting Ethan. That was so much fun. Yeah, that's probably one of the coolest kids that listen to. Us. How old is he? <laughs> uh you know, I didn't ask, but uh, Ethan let us know. I think he's in his like early twenties. He looks like. Oh yeah, okay. he came on video and everything, and yeah, Wes and Ethan would listen to the show together. He told us Wes cor- he told, corrupted. He told his us son. he gets drunk with his dad yeah, sometimes. He's great. Wow. Yeah, what a great family. So yeah, Wes is a kind of good,
2: good dad. Yeah, that's the kind of dad that I want. Where's my dad?
0: Uh yeah, thanks. Where are you, dad? Thanks, Ethan. <laughs> Where are you, Dad? We asked him all these questions about Australia. I could have just talked to him about Australia for like hours. It was fascinating. Anyways, fun stuff like that if you join our Patreon fan club. The next one, Anthony, put this in your calendar. I've decided this is tentatively the date is gonna be Thursday, December twenty third. Christmas okay. Eve, Eve, Ye- Christmas Eve, Eve between. Here's why. Because the week, the Thursday, the week before, which is technically four weeks from when you did it. That's when fucking Spider-Man No Way Home comes out. Oh, shit. Uh, and and at least if we do it the next Thursday, we'll have something to talk about. What time are the discords? The discord is always what at, at 9, 9 o'clock, 8 not, p.m. Central. 8 o'clock your time. Yeah, oh, 9 it. o'clock Eastern Thursday, December 23rd. A uh, rumor has it both Morrisons may be there. So Morrisons, let us know Ooh, if, you're, both Morrisons. if you're good on that date, because it'll be after. Oh, I got it. This will be interesting. Yeah, it'll be after the Spider-Man movie before the holidays. We'll do a little holiday discord hangout. Sign up. Jockernerd.com slash Patreon. Christmas with the Morrisons, people. Chris, yeah, what's well, you can't do better than that. OK, let's get to the review this week. We are reviewing. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Here is your spoiler alert. Strap
2: yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time.
0: Let me tell you something. Busting makes me feel good. I just <laughs> want to get that it out. It sure of the way. does. But, and you just take that, do with that what you will. I hear now. I hear how that sounds. Just listening back. This movie, Ghostbusters franchise, obviously started 1984 with the original Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters Two comes out 1989. In 2016, they do like a soft reboot with an all-female cast called Ghostbusters. But Ghostbusters Afterlife, this is the, the true sequel to the first two movies. Essentially, Ghostbusters 3, I guess. On Rotten Tomatoes, you guys, it is sitting at a 62% Tomatometer. Woo! Mm. Uh, average rating being 6.1 out of 10. Audience rating 95%. Audience are loving it. This movie was made for $75 million. And it opens to a respectable uh, like million, $40, $41 million opening weekend. Not bad at all. Worldwide, it is sitting at $60 million. The movie directed by Jason Reitman, who is the son of Ivan Reitman, who directed the original movie. Uh, it is also written by Gil Keenan and Jason Reitman. The uh, movie stars Carrie Coon as the mom, Callie. Paul Rudd as uh, Gruberson, a teacher at the high school. Finn Wolfhard as the older teenage son Trevor. McKenna Grace as the young sister Phoebe. Logan Kim as my favorite character, just called podcast. Uh, and then you have Celeste O'Connor as the teen romance interest named Lucky, and uh, of course the OG cast, starting with Annie Potts coming back as Janine, and quick cameos by Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson. And some others will get into some of the other fun cameos. Bokeem Woodbine also starring the Shocker as a sheriff. I was happy to see Bokeem Woodbine. Is that isn't that Dave Chappelle? I, no, <laughs> you fucking racist motherfucker! Oh, <laughs> I do. I was thinking a lot of people in my audience. I bet I was like a lot of people right now are like, "Wait, is that Dave Chappelle?" <laughs> he looks a lot like Dave Chappelle. Like
1: he looks like Dave Chappelle if Dave Chappelle put on some. Yes,
0: voice. he looks like a more bigger little pattern. Dave, I'll agree, he does look a lot like Dave Chappelle. But I'm, he do a double take. Yes, I'm. I knew people in the audience were like, "Is that Dave Chappelle?" I know you think I'm like no, that's fucking shocker. I know I'm a shocker. Anyways, Anthony, start it off. Tell us your uh, history with the Ghostbusters franchise and then uh, the plot of this movie and what you thought. So, yeah,
1: I mentioned this on the instant reaction. So if you are a subscriber, you've already heard this. If you're not a subscriber, you should give us enough money so that you can hear my instant reactions. That's right. Nice little plug there. (sighs) Thank you. I loved Ghostbusters growing up. This was a big part of my childhood. I was super into I believe there was a game. I'm not sure if there was a game, but I was definitely watching the cartoon and I was a big fan of like Slimer. And this was one of the first movies that I watched from my childhood that I could actually watch throughout and not have to be scared and close my eyes. Unlike RoboCop or alien (laughs) or Terminator. Um, So Mm -hmm. big part of my childhood, I wanted to grow up and become a ghostbuster. I remember like hanging out with my uncle and pretending there were ghosts around and just walking around with a, a backpack It was either be a Ghostbuster or become a scientist and create Godzilla. So those were the two, one of the two of the fonder memories of like wanting to grow up and become become some sort of character that I'd seen on screen. So as far as this plot, this movie is set, I believe, 37 years after the first one. And in a not so subtle way, we know right off the bat that Egon's family is given a house in the middle of nowhere in Somerville, Oklahoma. And Egon from the first movie, he's passed away and he leaves his strange daughter who had barely any relationship with him, this house. And his daughter is taking care of, she's a single mom taking care of a teenage son and a very young girl. And the girl is kind of nerdy, similar to Egon. She's very, almost too smart she's she's written to be very very smart and yeah. her and she doesn't really have like a place in society so her the teenage son and the mom move into Egon's house just for a little bit because they're broke as shit and they move into this house and they realize that a lot of weird things are happening and it seems like the house is somewhat haunted there's uh, mystery as to why Egon was out at this house and why he was so estranged from everybody. And this kind of all unravels in a Ghostbuster way, except without middle aged adults, it's now the setting is more, you know, but instead of being middle aged adults in the big city, it's now right. teenage young kids in the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma. So. That is the A different vibe. Yeah. It's just kind of taking the original and turning it on its head just slightly.
2: So, Imran, how do you think this stacks up? Like, like your history with, with Ghostbusters, how do you think that this kind of like, jives with
0: it? Look, I also loved the fucking Ghostbusters. I mean, I was eight years old when the fucking movie came out. I remember the song being so huge. The video had all these celebrity cameos and everybody was singing it like it was on, mtv or whatever all the time and also myself anthony i made my own ghostbusters halloween costume i had a jumpsuit i built a fucking proton pack out of cardboard and like wires and and hose i thought it was i thought it looked great it probably looked like shit uh and i also watched the cartoon so i love 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 this franchise uh and i think the movie does end up being charming it's, it's entertaining. It honors the original movie. Well, uh, I, while I love the fan service, I also think there may have been too much fan service. It's essentially, it's, it's a force awakens. They force awakened Ghostbusters. Would you agree? I,
2: I do agree. And I also, as a fan of Ghostbusters, I am not as a big a fan as Anthony and, and Imran. I'll say that right out. I, I, I think the first movie's really fun and it's kind of lightning in the bottle. And it's hard to replicate that kind of movie. And I think that any other sequels to the movie has been, have been failures. Uh, Even though the second one's fun in certain ways, it it is a repeat of the first
0: movie. You're never going to get that charm from the first movie. So this movie had like a,
2: had a tat. So like we're like, I can't believe that Ghostbusters still around. Like, I can't believe that like they made a cartoon out of it and kids buy the toys because let's think about this. This is a, a bunch of middle-aged balding men <laughs> that are out of shape. Yeah. That, uh, there's not a lot of, like, it's a lot of talking in this movie, like in the first one, right? Um, it's not like action-packed,
0: but it's weird. It's PG, but it's adult. It's quick-witted banter. There's, right, dick but jokes I'm just in saying there. Did you think this is going to
2: like turn into a franchise? It's not, I don't think it's meant to be a franchise.
1: No, you're right. It would like, it was basically lightning in the bow there's no reason why it should have I, worked i
2: feel like right. that this this whole concept has been franchised like kind of like uh you know how they did everything like like we're talking about robocop like it was never meant to be for kids right like but they took it and they fucking made it into a product all these fucking assholes that wanted to be they greedy made toys and cartoons out of yeah. RoboCop, so i yes. feel like that ghostbusters has been exploited to be something that it never should have been which it should never have been a kid's thing.
0: I mean, it's kind of like a horror. It's got a horror vibe. It's at this crazy comedy action, that original one. Well, the, the, the original one,
1: since we're kind of on it, in my opinion, works really well because it's not really. It's not really. Tr- it's, it is funny, right? Like there, there are funny things, but it's not right. Like zany, like over the top. Like it's not tr- it's not like Spaceballs, right? Like it's not trying to be. It actually kind of plays it straight these guys yeah, are 40 years old serious. and they're actually just yeah. kind of hunting ghosts and it's like a real thing they just are they throw it at you and you just have to accept yep there's ghosts and all these older nerdy guys with Bill Murray being dry witty they're just going to hunt these things from to make money like this is it's all about these guys just trying to make some money uh yeah. so like it, again yeah it shouldn't really work but yeah i agree like it it probably they just didn't know what they had and then they had it and then they you know as, as everything kind of, especially from that era, just got made into something even bigger than it
0: really was supposed to be. Yeah, I yeah. don't think they thought it was going to be that big of a hit. No, so no in chance. this movie, now, 37 or whatever years later, everybody's kind of forgotten all that shit happened. The Ghostbusters commercials are on YouTube. I mean, I thought that was kind of cute that they could pull up the commercials and uh, you know, she even calls the actual number that's in the commercial uh, at one point. But I don't know what I loved. I loved all the Easter eggs and the nods to the original and getting to see Ecto one and the proton packs and the fucking ghost traps and all that shit and what they added to it. But it is almost like a beat by beat, uh, redoing of the first movie. It's full of baggage. It's, this is a film
2: that as much as it's trying to, to do it in a different way, which I really was actually, uh, happy about. That uh, Ivan Reitman's son, what's his name? Jason. Uh, Jason Reitman. Jason yeah. Reitman. Um, he really tried to actually play this kind of serious. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure he and, treats it and seriously beautiful cinematography, great yeah. shots. It felt like an indie film, in, in, in parts, almost like Chloe Zhao shot part of this fucking yeah. movie. I thought I and I, I thought in better ways. There was yeah. some really beautiful, uh, just yeah, in camera stuff going on. So I thought it was like done in such a a higher level. It's of a filmmaking. different
0: vibe. A lot. I mean, some of the reviewers have mentioned, and I kind of agree that uh, right, Ivan Reitman is doing uh, his Spielberg. It turns into like a Spielbergian oh, family yeah, drama, it's very Spielbergian. You know, instead of this horror wacky comedy. For, for, for what thing. it's
1: worth, Jason Reitman has done movies that have been nominated for Oscars. He's did, he no, done, no, he no, yeah, up in the, so yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Like his, I was. Not blown away, but I was definitely thoroughly impressed with because you don't get a ton of big block blockbuster movies that are shot the way he shot this for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it definitely no, looked very nice.
2: But it has this Herculean task, right? It's the job of this movie is number one to introduce new people to Ghostbusters. Yeah, pass the baton, and on. basically without making them watch the old version of Ghostbusters, give them beat by beat ghostbusters which
0: is force awakens and if in my theater there was tons of little kids little kids and i'm like right these kids don't need probably have never seen the first movie i wonder if they're gonna get all these i don't think this
2: is a good kids movie either yeah i would be bored as a kid i was an adult and i was like going okay like all right i already know what's going on i
0: and like i want to be entertained and they do get there it's a little slow to get started. I will say, but pacing was like one of my big. It didn't need to be as long as it was. The first movie is like ninety minutes. or a little over ninety minutes. So much shit happens, and it just moves at a better pace. This one took a little bit to get to the good stuff, but it did get there. I think in the Ghostbusters, the, the
2: all the main shit happens within the first half hour. I mean,
0: the first scene you see a ghost in the fucking library right away, right? And shit's going down, but now they gotta, you know, they gotta set up. What Egon was doing, uh and yeah, you know, why he was There's there. There's so
2: much baggage of uh, of like Ghostbusters. Like, why is there a fireman's pole in that fucking thing? He There's no wanted, reason. No, for but the, he
0: just wanted to recreate the firehouse. That's all. He just wanted to <laughs> feel from it's his so firehouse. Stupid. Uh, how do you, how how get, you back get back, back out? out? Of there? That's what I asked. How do you get back out? <laughs> I was like, oh, that's how you get there. How do you get out of that fucking room down
2: there? Yeah, it was like stairs. why. Like there was too many things that it it, it didn't need. The keymaster and Zool in there, like they could have had you. You had something that we, some like unturned stone that we had from the first Ghostbusters, which is the guy. Listen, I I love Gozer the Gozerian coming back. I thought that you was do? fucking. I, I thought, thought it was fucking great. I I thought it was uh, that was like uh, there was a certain part where like I was like, all right, all right, we now we established we we have our Ray which is the girl from our fan, you know, from, uh, you know, force awakens, force awakens. They keep saying phantom menace force Force awakens. We have our Ray, we have our millennium Falcon. We have all the same shit that just waiting there to get, you know, sitting there It's the same thing. But I think that this, this was like, it had moments where it was a real movie. And then there was moments of it where it was bag, it was it was bogged down by um, having to repeat that first movie. It so to teach people what Ghostbusters is about, and I think that that it's done very well. And I think that it's really really fun in some in some spots, and there's some good humor in there. So there was a good acting, at least there's good acting. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like shitty acting. And I like that they took it out of New York and they put it in this town and they had this underground line where what's the name of the guy? Ivo, Shand- Ivo Shandor. Shandor. Which Shandor. Is, yeah,
0: that's a it's a callback. Yeah,
2: he made the building that was made out of the, the yep, selenium it, or whatever the fuck.
0: Did, yep. Yep. Um that conducts ghosts jk simmons by the way Did you catch that that was jk and he was gone they should have wasted that character <laughs> yeah he was there for like twenty two seconds i would have so, made him the bad guy. it was guy. so funny
1: that he gets like ripped <laughs> in half i'm like holy yeah. shit what the yeah, hell he
0: gets sliced in half by gozer i
1: i, I like, want to say uh i, w- I want to jump in real quick here i i, I agree with mostly everything you guys are saying um i wanted to love this movie yeah and I don't think it's a bad movie. That's the, like no. that's the weird no, thing about it. I don't think it. it's bad. Like, yeah. I, I think as you've as I've said, it's shot really well. they I like that they tried something different. I like it it's a new setting. I like I like some of the characters. I like McKenna Grace as She
0: was great. Phoebe. Phoebe was great. Oh my Podcast god. So was all right. like, I love
1: Pod. The other two guys I could, you could give or take. I the guy and the girl, I don't really care for them too much. Yeah. Uh some of the action beats and some of the callbacks i enjoyed it just for me and we can talk about the third act the third act actually like there was a lot of parts in there where i you know as a ghostbusters fan i was like this is exactly what i would want to see on screen right right. but i right. just for me it doesn't coalesce and maybe it is because it's just that movie was lightning in a bottle and to try to recreate that in modern times with a new spin i think there's a ton of love put into this movie. You can clearly Absolutely. see that because it's the yeah. guy's son. And I think that yeah. Ivan Reitman was on set the entire time oh, and it oh, wow. and is, it seems very much like a love letter to Ghostbusters and to Absolutely. the guy that and played Harold, Eag, Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis. It just yeah. for whatever reason, just I think the second act is kind of slow yeah. and some of those there were almost too many. As you guys have mentioned repeats of the first film, even though again, the film isn't the first film it's, Totally different setting, totally different actors. So,
0: yeah, different vibe and everything. Yeah, Yeah. just
1: for whatever reason, though, it just doesn't. I wanted to love it and I just didn't walk out of that theater going, man, I love this movie.
0: It didn't quite get there, but it gives you what you wanted, which is the, you know, the OG guys back in the suit and everyone did cheer. I'm like, I I I don't like like the way
2: they went. I just don't like the way they went about it. Like, no, I'm not saying I hate this movie because I don't. I actually had a good time at the theater and I actually was was liking it. I felt it was moving a little slowly and. I think in my instant reaction, which you can get on Patreon, uh, see, look, another place. Nice plug. plug. uh, <laughs> Keep plugging me. <laughs> you, you bitches. You, you, uh, I mentioned that, um, you know, moved a little slow and they could have used that time to develop a lot more stuff. Like, mm. I do feel like at the end, the four Ghostbusters show up, they slapped on the end right there. And, um, I was like, oh, Annie Potts was in it in the beginning of the movie and then she just disappears.
0: Yeah.
2: And, yeah. And I'm like, Wait a minute like this could be cool like if you you had like all the ingredients but because this movie's supposed to make educate people on ghostbusters and like get them to watch the other movies and uh, all and understand all of the lore and all that other stuff it's like saddled with all this stuff that yeah. it can't just be what it wants to be, which is another movie that you reunites the cast and you could have done that it, like like you have first of all you have the ultimate thing to unite everybody fucking Egon's dead. Yeah. All right. C- show up for a funeral, show up for whatever reason. Egon's dead. Maybe like they want to get their shit back. Like all these, you know, yeah. maybe fucking, there's a reason there's a catalyst here to get everyone back without having to force it. That's a good it's point. It's such a natural thing and it doesn't happen. And uh, it only it's always because, you know, they, they don't want to, you know, Bill Murray's like, I'm not going to fucking show up for like two months for this. I want to be there for a week and I'm going to collect my check and get the fuck out of there. So you have that stuff that's in the way, obviously, but you have this great idea. All right. Egon dies. He's, he found something. Um, he's has this mission. He's trying to protect the world, blah, blah, blah. And he, it doesn't have to be Gozer. It could it could be Shandor, and he's trying to open up another gate to hell or whatever. And whatever, you have all of this stuff there. It's all right there for the taking. But because they have to, like, kind of, they're, like, almost a slave to the first movie. Like, it does exactly the same thing that, you know, The Force Awakens has to do now. It's just redo Star Wars. It's a redo. Right. So, I don't know. I mean, I think it was done as cool and it's different enough that it's like it's not in New York it's not you know middle-aged men doing so so like they're not recreating Ghostbusters like in every sense of the word but they're just so kind of tied to this stuff that like repeating some of these beats which they didn't have to that that's what weakens the movie that's the yeah. ultimate weakness that ultimately stifles the creativity of what the story could have been um if I were to write this, I would have had Egon die, have everyone show up for the fucking funeral and whatever. And then maybe they're like in town or they leave or whatever. But some like all of these things start to coalesce. And then if they do come back at the end, it makes sense. They're not, it's not just slapped on at the end, you know, where they just show up and they all have fucking proton packs. And, um, I thought like they had these things that they were like, like these, they they had like the proton packs in the mountains that were shooting the the bad guys from coming up the the ghosts, and I thought they were going to snatch them from there, right. and like they had all this kind of oh, stuff yeah, set, up. set up. So, yeah.
1: um, you know, it just could have been done better. Yeah, but I I agree. Like, there's the movie kind of gets bogged down with okay, we got to figure out how to write in the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Okay, now we'll, we'll, we'll do it. <laughs> now
0: they're tiny. Well, they're tiny. That felt so forced, yeah. You know,
1: and and I did kind of enjoy that this, the marshmallows were killing themselves. I thought Dude, that was kind that of was dark. was really
0: very disturbing. They love suicide. Yeah, they it was being super burnt. disturbing,
1: but it, but it was also one of many things, right? Like, you have that. You have Paul Rudd getting chased by the dog, again, similar to, uh, what's that, Rick Moranis, and Paul Rudd basically yep. becomes Rick yep. Moranis, and then uh carrie yep. coon becomes sigourney weaver and then you know the kids same dress like come same, on yeah so they're like li- and then well, they like know, they, like, they do the, yeah, it gives you a dress they do yeah <laughs> but they just they start to they're like they found like maybe if they did a couple of those things yeah they fine. did all of them but they, they did everything. all of them yeah they did yeah, they, they, they did even all did all the line them. where she asks if you're a god and then you know and then uh, and wait, he says I'd no love- he says I yes love that this he time. said yes. He right.
0: Yes. Ray learned his lesson.
1: Well, you know, and, and I think that on its own is <laughs> fine, crazy. but I think yeah. part of that, and also for me, the second act drags, and I never really understood why the kids just jumped into chasing the ghost. Just
0: go out, go what, go with well, I it.
1: never understood why this genius girl had to go to summer school. I don't understand. Were her grades bad? Like, what happened? <laughs> well, I think, I, from what I gathered, I think she just enjoys going to school or just wants to learn more oh that's okay. i don't know i, I also <laughs> thought it was like weird i enjoyed paul rudd in the movie and i feel like he's in the movie and all of a sudden they're just like now you're he's out a of little movie. bit yeah
0: yeah he's a little bit like, in the movie. It, i felt
1: like it felt as if that character should have had a bigger part in maybe helping them form the ghost because he's a, he's the only other scientist right so he and that it, knows about the ghost bus yeah and that, and I, that's right. thing. like it just it's like it
2: didn't happen. I don't know. I just, I felt like it was conveniently forgotten by everyone, like, except for, except for Paul Rudd. Right. Like, this woman who doesn't know her dad is like fucking Spengler. Like, she just doesn't know and doesn't care. Like, right, that he's that a he hero. He was a Ghostbuster. Right. And doesn't be like, hey, uh, by the way, the reason why weird shit is everywhere is because, you know, your grandfather was a fucking Ghostbuster. You know, and the reason why there's a fucking Ecto-1 in the fucking garage is because he was a Ghostbuster.
0: I was confused. No. Was the audience not supposed to know also that this this is Spangler's kids? Like, I feel like you know that this is you're waiting for them to find out that they're Egon's kids or right. Egon's family. Yes. Well, you know so that,
1: that they're, yeah, it's weird. It's weirdly written because you know that they're Egon's kids or that you know that those are Egon's grandkids but they don't know that they're Econ's. But, yeah, they, so you're but waiting they, they don't, them don't know their own last there. name. It was just kind of clunky
0: Yeah, that they don't well, know their look, last name. Uh, what I did love a little bit about there are some things I love. The music cues were fucking great nostalgia. Yeah. I loved it kind of had a Goonies feel. I felt I got a lot of Goonies vibe. And because of like data uh, from Goonies, podcast reminded me of data. Like Data now absolutely would be like podcasts. You'd be a, guy, a little kid recording a
2: podcast. It did have that Spielbergian kind of kid movie uh, right yeah well,
1: the, 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 there was a line that made me laugh out loud where paul rudd's character brings up the ghostbusters and asks podcasts hey didn't you know that and he just immediately quickly goes i'm ashamed and i, I laughed <laughs> yeah. i laughed out loud at that i mean there were some funny lines for sure you know like podcasts i think had some decent stuff the thing that the, the character to me the two characters that kind of were just a little i just didn't really understand them was the the older son and then yeah. i believe it was didn't the girl hard. he's going for lucky is that her lucky, name Lucky. yeah yeah i didn't really understand trevor their kind of involvement and everything i felt like their side plot didn't really like coalesce into the to movie any. you know like right, they, yeah. they they go on to the mountain first off like the kids are making fun of him so i'm thinking okay he's he's when he jumped, comes to town, they're making fun of him, like, oh, he's going to be this nerdy kid that gets the girl. But then they all invite him up to the top, and then all of a sudden, a ghost just screams out the top of the mountain, and yet, like, he comes back, and he's not really all that concerned about it, and he just is in the car, and he picks them up, and then all of a sudden, now he's just driving the car.
2: Yeah, that's how, like, they were written to, like, they were just written to progress written the plot, to do, right. yeah like he, to do things. It
1: doesn't see exactly, it doesn't seem like he had a natural progression of wanting to be involved in all of this stuff. He just kind of was written to be involved yeah, in all this stuff. Yeah,
2: we need this to happen, so that's why you're doing
0: it. So now you're fixing the car, even though she's like, And there's the the also,
2: like, the arcs are are kind of strange, right? So, um, you have this mom who's, like, a shitty mom that doesn't pay her rent, and then she doesn't, like, change at all. She's just a, she's still a shitty mom, but now her kids are, like, busting ghosts.
0: Well, and Phoebe says, "I don't believe in ghosts," and then instantly starts playing chess with the ghost and just believes in ghosts. Yeah, there's no automatically. There's no arc.
1: There's no <laughs> there arc no, in like, anything. Well, the, that. Only, the I would say, the only arc that actually kind of works, and I do agree that she starts believing in ghosts right away, is Phoebe. At least works for me in the sense that she's a character that had no direction. She, she didn't know. She was almost too smart for her own good, so she couldn't fit into anything. But right. then when she finds out, even though. It's kind of odd that she doesn't know she's a Spangler. Once yeah. she finds out she's a Spangler, she's found her calling. Right? She realizes, oh, my grandfather was just as smart as me, and he used yeah. it to chase ghosts. Yeah. This is what I need to be doing. Um, so that arc kind of works. The other, the other characters don't really have an arc.
0: I mean, they wrote it to make it look like Egon abandoned them, you know, and that was kind of right. What and the then, and then it's like at the why... end,
1: which was actually, I, I mean, I did. I didn't tear up, but I when when they do the CGI Egon, oh, I'm like the Harold oh. Grayman
0: stuff was so good. I'm like and this they, is actually
1: like on its own without the context of the entire movie. If you just showed yeah. me that scene and when like yeah. was like this is in the movie, I'd be like, this is a movie I'm gonna
0: love. I mean, he's helping his granddaughter with the fucking proton pack, and I like that, that was that the coolest talk.
2: part. I think of that whole emotional. Just, yeah, it was when she's. She's got firing the, the fucking proton pack. And then she's like the only one that's kind of like, like, how is she like not, uh, getting flung away or anything? And you right. see that, Oh, it's Egon's hand holding it with her. And I was like, Oh, nice. that's fucking, that weird. that's wow. a beautiful shot right there. Yeah. That's filmmaking happening right there. And so that was cool. Like I think that, but I think they kind of ruined it by like just having too much Egon after that. Yeah. He sticks and, around uh, for a while. Yeah, he's just hanging out. Like, yeah, everybody's chilling, just high fiving each other. You know, it literally, well, um, they everyone needed gets a hug.
0: Closure. Him. He got his closure, and then, yeah, right. how do you hug a ghost? Yeah. First of all, uh, but then he, everybody, they get their closure, and well, then he, he finally the gun, Right?
1: Yeah, you help her hold the gun. Self- right? Yeah, he oh, the gun. yeah so. I, I'll also give credit to. There, there's a lot of credit to be given. I think that chase scene is shot very well. Where they're in the car, oh yeah, it was fun. And and she's yeah. like coming out of the like I forget what she calls it, the, the gunner seat. The gunner seat, and uh, yeah. when the way they shot that and the way they're chasing around Muncher, I'm just going, man, this is like this is damn good. It's it, thrilling. It's it thrilling, thrilling, and it's like yeah, the way it's shot with the kid, it it shouldn't work, but I'm just like I'm believing that this kid wants to chase this ghost in this goddamn gunner seat, and though it's like there's a lot of like scenes that if you take in a vacuum are really well done. It just, again, for me, didn't coalesce into like this amazing film that I wanted to love. Yeah.
2: I, I do think that there is some good
1: filmmaking there.
2: I
0: really do some and, uh, of those action scenes i was like gripping my chair and i was like tense i was like oh that's fucking thrilling so let's well first of all muncher is you know they did slimer again this is one of the repeats right, right. i love why the ecto one has a gunner seat because the toy in the 80s added a gunner seat and they recreated that and put that in the movie well, you I know what and you know what
1: i think that works a lot works really well because it's not a copy of the first film they added Correct. something to that yeah, yeah granted it's from a toy
0: it's from a toy, but it wasn't in a movie. But it wasn't in the
1: movie. So you <laughs> it and
0: that's what actually, movie. it
2: was cool because yeah. oh, that whole new dimension of using the RC car. Mm. Yeah, it was great with the they, trap. I love yeah, that. Yeah, putting that it cool. Did they do the RC rails. car in the first one? No, right?
0: No, they had to slide those traps that's everywhere right, all the time. Right. Always, so and, yeah.
2: They had that. They had, that It was a new thing. I would like to have more new things. That's all I'm saying. I mean, like, they did
0: the crossing the streams again to get Gozer the Gozerian again. I mean, it didn't work initially, but then you had the big moment. Everybody crosses. I liked how she was uncrossing the streams. That was great. I don't think you needed,
1: yeah, I don't think you needed Gozer to come back.
0: And you know what's funny? Gozer's not even a ghost, technically, if you think about it. like woman, this, right? She's not, she's not a ghost. It's like a demon. It's a demon, like yeah. A, yeah. It's a genderless demon it's supposed to be. Okay, let's get into the uh, the third act, into the post credit scene. So, yeah, all the feels in the third act, and it was the 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 Harold Raymond stuff was beautiful. The third act is
1: basically how much do you love fan service? Yeah, all of it. Because we're throw it all all, and, <laughs> yes. and and, and fan service, and on fan service is a good thing at times, but it's just up to your well, your capacity. give fans
2: what they want to see, but also don't give them the same exact movie they've already seen. I think that's the thing we we've all discussed with like the force awakens it's like um that's exactly what they did they just they give fans what they want they fans wanted the um Millennium Falcon they wanted this we wanted the acto one we wanted it's a we love wanted letter. Yeah. yeah so it, yeah it did, it did that it, you know and and fan service is it was fun and a lot of a lot of times it it put a smile on my face, but sometimes I was like, "Oh, you couldn't do something different. Yeah. You can do that again."
0: So what what happened? They do activate. Egon was building on a giant ghost trap with a bunch of little traps all connected, and it does work and gets. Yeah, they lure. Goser. They have to
1: lure, um,
0: the dirt patch, which they call Goser, the dirt yeah, farmer. to the dirt
1: yeah. patch to to get them in. But uh, they can't, or they didn't have enough firepower until the
0: Ghostbusters actually showed up. And I mean, these dudes are in their seventies. So yeah, I don't know how much you're getting out of them physically, but they could stand around and quit. I was quit expecting
2: sure to be honest with you. I was expecting some walking dead shit.
0: Oh, like, uh, what zombies? Yeah, zombies? because they talked
2: about how they're, like all these dead people that threw themselves into the, into the mine.
0: Well, for, there was that one scene in the diner where there's like a burned up diner, like all the ghosts were released, but it wasn't, they didn't really do a big, uh, a whole scene showing every place infested with ghosts, but. They that would have been cool creepy been like cool. you know but yeah the first post credit scene I kind of loved it's a complete nod to the original where in the beginning of that movie Bill Murray is electroshocking like nerdy dudes and hot looking girls he's picking <laughs> up girls with this ESP test and this shock machine
1: such a such a different time huh
0: oh my god you could get away with that in 84 <laughs> Uh and then in this one they reverse it and you see Dana Barrett Sigourney Weaver is in, briefly in the movie she's got uh, venkman wired up and he's nailing all the cards because he's marked the cards so he knows what the cards are and she shocks him anyways that was my question is did, w- any hints about their relationship did they ever get together after the movie or they they clearly still are friends
1: i always never understood that because the first movie he's clearly going for her but then the second she movie had like she a had a kid well she oh, had a kid right,
0: with that oh that's right and, she had the baby in the second movie and, and i'm and i'm going With who? With who? Yeah.
1: Is it supposed to be Bill? It's never really established if that's Bill Murray's kid. They should have made
0: it Venkman's kid, should have been part of this. One of the teens, maybe. Like that would have been. She comes back and says, You have a kid, and I haven't told you for 30 years, and he's all grown up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're already doing the kid thing with Egon Spengler. So that was cute. The second one, a little more substantial, and uh, what's his name gets a lot more to do. Ernie Hudson as Winston Zedmore. It starts with. What appears is a deleted scene from the original movie of Egon and Janine talking about the, there was a special coin was it right he gave her a coin lucky coin mm-hmm. and he's like oh I have another one and then it cuts to the president and Winston has uh, in the in the in the time since the thirty years has built a large company I don't know what he does it was kind of vague yeah, he's uh, but he's very
1: big media or big big. Uh... Some kind of conglomerate. Yeah. yeah, he's he's, he's very he's
0: the he's this most successful out of all of them. Ray still has his Ray occult bookshop, and Venkman went back to academia teaching. And then Winston, he said at one point that there was the the firehouse was bought by a Starbucks, but then he shows up. He must have bought it back. He shows up at the abandoned firehouse, and he takes Ecto one, and Ecto one pulls in, and he's gonna fix it. And then the camera pans over. To their ecto containment unit where they stored all the ghosts, and there's a red blinking light. That's where all the K cups are. Oh, that's for the coffee? Yeah. Are they setting up another movie? Well, I was confused what is going on. Yeah, that one, that was.
1: First off, I didn't know that there were going to be two post credit scenes.
0: Oh, you didn't? Yeah, I don't think a lot of people
1: did. I stuck around because I knew there's perhaps going to be one. And then I saw the one, and then a bunch of people left. And I was leaving, but I saw some people stay. There was like five people that stayed, and I'm going, they got to know something's up. So I just stood at the exit, right right where you could like jet out right away, and I just yep. stood there and waited.
0: Yeah, just wait. Yeah, and
1: I, and I didn't really understand that second post-cred scene. Are they building to more? Because that, that, that blinking light means that there's ghosts in there, right?
0: That, or that something's wrong with the containment unit or oh. something. I don't know. I feel like they wanted to give more to Ernie Hudson maybe for some reason because there is that long-running joke of how he got sidelined in a lot of the movies and he, he was the one that came later, remember, in the original? Well, he just comes
1: it, because he needs money. He needs a job. Yeah, he needs a job. He doesn't and even give a like, shit about
0: ghosts. No, he doesn't know anything about ghosts. He's like, I'll need a job. <laughs> uh, but, you know, he, he didn't have, I don't know, he had some things to do. He never got slimed. He got slimed.
1: I don't know. He does crawl in the second one. He crawls in the river of, of
0: goo. Oh, of goo. That's right. Uh. So yeah, those are weird post credit scenes. Okay, uh, who had some fun Easter eggs? There was a lot. Again, we already talked about. There's a bunch more. Like uh, Egon's Twinkie comes back. Did you notice that? You yeah, Egon's Twinkie? Twinkie, Egon's Crunch Bar, Crunch the bar. Nestle bar is still in the pocket. It's a 37 year old half eaten fucking candy bar. I have
1: a stupid question that really doesn't yeah. matter, but in the during yeah. the movie, I was going, yeah. "How is that possible?" Yeah, remember when the kids? <laughs> at, remember remember all the kids get outfitted in in their outfits yeah i go wait those were all for 40 year old men how do they retrofit those outfits how do they fit fit a
0: 10 year old (laughs) that's a good question i didn't think about that that's definitely a good question (laughs) you saw book stacking remember from the library it's like asymmetrical book stacking that's a sign you actually see egon's collections of spores molds and fungus he he said that's what he does in the first movie Woodbine did give us a who you gonna call Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it was kind of, oh, it was kind of, yeah. cr- it was a little cringy, but they had yeah, to throw it Yeah, that it. was, yeah, that was, well, that sucked. That and then, raise the cult bookshop is actually from Ghostbusters 2. You had that bookshop in Ghostbusters. That's 2. the only reference to Ghostbusters too. Yeah, they it, kind, it kind of it felt like movie. they
1: ignored Ghostbusters 2 and were like, this is yeah. just a direct sequel to Ghostbusters. Yeah. Because
0: yeah. remember, they were doing like birthday parties, the Ghostbusters, yeah, and like Ghostbusters too. Ghostbusters 2's
1: plot, when you think about it, doesn't make any goddamn sense
0: i mean the statue of liberty got up and walked through manhattan that's not fantastic. That,
1: i'm not talking about that i'm talking about the <laughs> fact that like they had saved the world in right. the first one and then the second one they're basically like shunned again and they're doing birthday parties it's like no you guys would have been heroes
0: forever yeah yeah i mean listen the the cartoon first of all there was two real ghostbusters cartoons you guys remember this you know this story there's a there was a cartoon called ghostbusters that came out before the movie, and it was, a, it was about a, pair, a bunch of Ghostbusters, but there was a gorilla on the team. It was yeah. a whole different thing. Like somebody just came up with new characters so that when they had made the cartoon, they had to call it the real Ghostbusters. But that cartoon really honors that first movie the best. Like great stories, great animation. I still think it holds up. You know, it makes Slimer was scary in the movie, and he turns him into a mascot kind of thing. Well, they,
1: they, The Slimer got so popular that they started to rename the cartoon Slimer and the Ghostbusters. Oh,
0: that's right, because everybody wanted to be and, Slimer. And
1: that was the only thing as a child that confused me, is watching the movie and going, Slimer's like barely in this. What the fuck yeah. is going on?
0: No, he blew up. Slimer blew up like Baby Yoda. It's like Yoda. the Boba Fett. Yeah, it's the like Fett. Baby Yoda. I also, I also remember drawing that logo, the Ghostbusters logo. I would draw that shit all the time in all my notebooks, like... Uh, I just love drawing it. That's another well, early. Memory. You know that
1: you guys keep bringing up Star Wars: A Force Awakens, and and that is a good analogy. I mean, this movie's in the same kind of trend as that as Star Trek, right? That reboot with JJ Abrams, where they're like quasi rebooting yet also tying into the original. You could even make the comparison to like the new Save by the Spell series, Cobra Kai. It's, it's they're obviously different mediums, but where they're trying to. Do something different, yet also honor the original. And there's some things that get it, do it well, and some that don't do it as well. I think this one just kind of falls right in the middle, where it's just they try, they really tried to do it well, but they just, for whatever reason, they it just didn't, they didn't hit it fully.
2: I feel like the reason why Cobra Kai works and this doesn't is because you got Ralph Macchio and Zabka, and if fucking, They're if, still uh, in it. Yeah. And if Pat Marita was still alive, he would be, be fucking in it, in it too. Yeah. yeah. And they're all they're all gung-ho about this and they're involved. And I feel like that the cast of Ghostbusters from the first movie, like, doesn't give a fuck about this movie, and it's only in it because Ivan Reitman's son's doing it.
0: Well, look, Harold Ramis also died. Here's the quick backstory on Ghostbusters three. They've been trying to make this for a long time. After the second movie, Dan Aykroyd had written a treatment. It was called Ghostbusters three in 1999. It was announced Ghostbusters three hell bent. And it was about kind of like a stranger's thing, like a mirror world where Manhattan uh, is man And they go to like the hell version of Manhattan and they got to fight the devil. Uh, and then the, the thing is, Bill Murray never wanted to be involved in any of these. Yeah, Bill Murray
1: basically shut down everything.
0: Yeah, he didn't like Harold Ramis I don't think. Well, and he didn't like he doesn't do sequels. He doesn't like the idea of sequels. He did not want to do sequels.
1: There was two things yeah, he didn't like sequels and he had a falling out with Harold Ramis and they didn't talk for like 20 years or 25 years.
0: So originally they were going to get Chris Rock, Chris Farley, and David Spade, I believe to be the new Ghostbusters.
1: Uh, uh, It was at one point, I'm reading it now, Chris Farley, Chris Rock, and Ben Stiller.
0: Oh, Ben Stiller, yes, Ben Stiller. Can you imagine was how
1: one. bad that would have been?
0: They also considered <laughs> Jeff Daniels and Jason Alexander in different versions. So they they were rewriting this thing for years. There was up, it was down, and then Harold Ramis dies, and then this 2016 thing comes out, and then finally, you know, Jason Reitman decides to do this and honor the first movie. So it has a it has a long uh, way to get made, but. Well, the they thing too about
1: the first movie, like, I can see some of the flaws in just those actors that they're trying to cast. Like, the first movie is, again, funny, but it's not comedians riffing on each other. Right. And I think that's what would have happened if they would have done a Chris Farley, Chris Rock, Ben Stiller type thing. Well, that's
2: exactly what happened with the 2016 woman version, isn't that's it? What isn't I heard, it like yeah. But
0: also Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, both comedians from SNL, so it would have followed the, that 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 yeah, theme but, but of the, getting Dan SNL. Dan Aykroyd's
1: people. character, he's saying funny shit,
0: right? But straight, but, but yeah, yeah. But yeah,
1: he's saying it because he like the character yeah. believes all. Like he's just a, he's just super like. Ernest, yeah, yeah yeah that's a good way to put earnest and bill murray is, is is super um just dry and like okay
0: as a kid who was your favorite ghostbuster
1: as a kid yeah that's weird uh, go ahead
2: i don't know i really i like i thought peter venkman was funny i was definitely i love peter venkman i always thought he was my favorite because of his quick wit but i never understood as i said when i was a kid I was into dudes with muscles. Like
0: <laughs> you didn't relate you know, to like I feel like nerdy people would have related to Egon. A little but bit. I wasn't
2: nerdy then. Right. I was a kid who scratched his balls. Like I wasn't like <laughs> into nerdiness. I was like into like heroes. I was into like heroes that could kick ass. And I'm like, I could beat these guys up. You know, they're old men. <laughs> so- <laughs> Again, that's why the movie should not work. Right. That's why it's such a crazy movie because it shouldn't work. It's about a bunch of like misfits that kind of come together out of greed and end up saving the world by accident. Yeah. And it's become like, Oh, it's a every kid loved, like loves slimer and to uh, have a proton pack on and the stay puff mark. Like, Cause it has this iconography, right? It's got like this big stay puffed mm-hmm. fucking thing. That's cute. It's got this cute ghost. So it's got the cute factor. It's got the the toys that you you know it's got the fucking batmobile it's got all it's this got shit. a catchy
0: song that was yeah. huge you know had everything so it's got all of this great other logo. like yeah, yeah it's got a great logo absolutely marketable
2: stuff totally yeah. marketable yeah. uh yeah. but the at the end of the day like these old men are not marketable so when they made the cartoon <laughs> they aged them down yeah yeah definitely they made them younger hipper you know all of a sudden egon's got a fucking uh, blonde like, hair. Yeah, he's got a, white hair. You got in the cartoon. and a rat tail, yeah. like you know, like I
0: love that cartoon. Yeah, Anthony, you didn't have a favorite Ghostbuster growing up. It,
1: you know, it's that's it's a good question because I started out with the cartoon, ah, and then when I saw the movie, as you guys mentioned, I went, these guys don't look anything like the cartoon. With and it's a
0: guys. It's up, what watching?
1: There's three white guys and one black guy. I guess that's close enough, right? These not have white hair. I don't like really that? remember having a favorite character. Okay. I just okay. remember the movie. As a kid, I just remember kind of like what Rugs said, where it's just there's so many things that you can latch onto, whether it be the music, yeah, some of the scenes, the iconography, the lines. It just, there's so many things that make you feel good. And there's like, there's a scene where they all kind of go to jail, right? Or they're all like right. in yep. the mayor's office. Yep. And yep. then they almost they have like their Rocky scene, right? Where they play the music. It's like, dun dun. Yeah. And then they're like on the way to like the, 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 the building that's, uh, the that's haunted. We and, saw. Yeah. So they're doing like the whole Rocky thing where they're like <laughs> yeah. doing the music as they're like getting ready to like save the, the, the day. And the people,
2: the crowd is rising. Yeah. And it's yeah, the crowd with them. them finally. Yeah.
1: yeah you have a crowd cheering yeah. them. Oh, it's so good. So it's a, it's all things that make you, you know, especially as a kid, you're watching that and you're going, it just, it. this is clearly going to pump you up to do something.
0: I love the gear. I've always loved like the proton packs and the fucking shoot. I don't know why. I just thought they're the coolest things in Ecto-1. I always loved that it was a hearse. <laughs> okay last thing before we rate and rank the movie did you guys know when after ray parker jr recorded the ghostbuster song and released it shortly after he was then sued by huey lewis oh yeah it's the same song because that he the accused the of stealing the song i want a new drug specifically the baseline from huey lewis in the news i want a new drug there's a reason why this happened they gave ray Uh, like four weeks to write a song last minute and in the in the cut he was given for temp music they used the huey lewis song i want a new drug they it was in a movie a lot so it must have seeped in he kept the same bass line and the melody and just changed the words or something so that's the reason why ghostbusters is it sounds like i want a new drug by huey lewis and the
1: i'm listening to the song right now
0: yeah, it, it, it definitely oh, it yeah. has. Yeah, it's the same song.
1: Yeah, it's the same it's
0: song. It's got the same, it's the same beat. <laughs> so they must have cut it to like certain parts of the song and then Ray's like, oh, just make it like this. And that thing goes on to be a hit though. Like it was number one for three weeks on the Billboard's top 100 charts. The fucking Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters song? Yes. It's a great song. It sold shit ton of fucking records. Okay. Let's rate the movie and rank it, I guess, amongst the Ghostbusters. Anthony, go first.
1: I'm not going to rank it amongst the Ghostbusters, you okay. know why? I haven't seen Ghostbusters 2 in a very long time. Oh, or And okay. I haven't seen 2016 at all, so I can't okay. really rank it. Okay. That being said, initially when I walked out of the theater, I was very disappointed. I think I'd overhyped myself because I'd read some early very, very early reviews that said this is like this is what you want to see as a Ghostbusters fan. And as a big Ghostbusters fan, I was ready for that. I wanted to see something amazing. And and there are moments where it is it is very well done. But coming out of the theater I was a bit disappointed and I had it as low as a 5. Oh. After thinking about it a little bit more, I'm not going to go a 5 because that means it's just a completely average movie in my opinion. And I think there are some really well done things as we've talked about. So, I'm going to go with a 6 for this movie. Okay. With, with and and say that there are some very touching moments and it does seem like everyone's heart was in the right place to make this movie. They just didn't have the proper, maybe it'd rather be resources in terms of actors to be on there or the right script to make this a, a home run.
0: Okay. rugs,
2: A six, huh? Uh, well, I think, yeah, well, when I went to go see this movie, I was like, all right, I need to see what capacity the old crew is, is going to be uh, supporting this film because I heard that they were all going to be involved. They weren't in the trailers and I knew that they were going to try and pass the baton to like a new team. I number one, don't didn't feel like that they supported this movie enough. Like they should have been in it more. They should have all been like, like raring to go and like, let's do this. Let's make, let, let's figure out a re- the best way to pass the baton. And so that kind of knocks it down. Now, with that said, I think Anthony mentioned that, like the resources of the actors, the people were not really kind of rallying around this film as much as they could have. In spite of that, they managed to do things that were actually fun to watch and introduce some ideas that don't really pay off, but are still fun. So I had fun at this movie. I did. I did have it. The ending did bring it uh, an emotional reaction when I saw you know Egon holding that gun helping his granddaughter out I think it went on a little too long but I do think that there was fun to be had and there was there was there was an emotional payoff to to seeing I felt like familiarity uh, of 80s movies of Spielberg of yeah, all that yeah, yeah. I felt that that feeling that I felt more like oh when I was watching you know like Goonies or something Yep so, um, and I feel like where the fuck is podcast parents? They don't come get them. <laughs> no, anyway, that's so like eighties. Like, yeah, like exactly. 80s. Parents don't know so I felt on. like they kind of <laughs> latched onto that eighties uh, kind of feel. Yeah. And, um, so I like that. So I'm going to also give it a six as well.
0: Okay, no, I agree with uh, your guys' takes. I love this franchise, and I did appreciate a lot of the fan service and the nods. And the Harold Ramis thing just got me like I wasn't – I kind of wasn't expecting that. And it made me go, oh, Harold, there's gone." But, yes, it is a little too long. The pace could have been picked up. It is shot beautifully. The cast is good, adequate, doing their job. We got what we wanted was the OG crew back in the suits for a brief second. I'll give it a seven. It's like you said, it's average. They went for it. It does feel give me the Goonies feel in moments. But then, you know, if I was upset at the force awakens of redoing star Wars again, I should be upset at this, but I'm yeah, I feel, not, I don't know. I, f- I feel bad. like
2: that this one makes more sense yeah, I think it, yeah. Well, cuz they didn't kill off every character that was like the guy who's dead in the movie is dead because he's actually <laughs> dead. Right, correct. Not because <laughs> right that you yes. know they you know JJ Abrams and and Kathleen Kennedy was like, "Yeah, let's just yeah. kill off everybody and like fuck everybody." You know, so I don't think that that was happening. I yeah. don't think it was meant to like you know, insult the fans. Like none of this this movie wasn't insulting no, to the works, fans. Oh, it worked,
0: but as a love letter, as a hit yeah. of nostalgia, it does work. It's like, we're going to take
2: Luke Skywalker and make him fucking a herb. You know, they're like, no, they didn't make anybody a herb. No. They just made them like old guys that are like, ah, oh, we're old for this shit,
1: which is fine. It's understandable. I, one more thing for me is I just because I thought of it as you guys were talking is it does. It does work as somewhat of a you know nice tribute to Harold Ramis and mm-hmm. the Ghostbusters franchise. Mm-hmm. It just it doesn't completely work if you stand it on its own. And not have that stuff in there, right? Like it—it's really like we're we're all gushing over the third act
0: because 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 that's what the film
1: is really. Yeah, that's the pillar of the film. Without that, it really is just a well-made, a well-shot film that's kind of boring.
0: Yeah, I'll agree with that. Absolutely, (laughs) it is the brush of nostalgia at the end that that kind of gives it a pass. The job of this film
2: is to create new lore. For the Ghostbusters to to
0: continue. Well, do we right? want to see uh, this? Is this the team? Do we want to see these kids continue? What is the to, team? I don't know. There was barely any team. Is Paul Rudd still that's, involved? That's like, the
1: problem. Is the team?
0: You make another one the, of well, these. The, the,
1: the team that they create loses. It's yeah. the only. The it's the old Ghostbusters that kind of. Yeah, they
0: couldn't even do it. Even I mean, it's the ghost
1: of. It's literally the old Ghostbusters that have yeah. to save the day, right? So the the new team. If you're passing the baton to the new team you know th- that new team didn't win they there's nothing there's no mission because they fought gozer again right so yeah, yeah. if you're going by the chronology of what the movie establishes they're going to fight gozer again in 25 years so there's nothing for the new team to do and you do these two post credit scenes that focus on the old guys again with the ending one being a tease for something but it's back in New York with the old guys
2: it's like if winston starts ghostbusters corp yeah like and- a company and he hires people to be and trains them yeah, and he and you know you have like Bill Murray and they're like involved on on like the ma- management level, but the people who go out like, like 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 the police captains, you know, they just sit there and they just say, you know, get this guy, you know, get this ghost, and they'll go <laughs> get him.
0: I mean, this you know, Egon's ghost is guiding them the whole time, and the whole point of the movie is to finish what Egon set out to do in sure. the first movie, so it is kind of that closure of him stopping Gozer again. But yeah, then what? Then it's just kind of, then it's done. We do another one.
1: Yeah, I don't know if you need, I mean, I, don't think you need I would leave it. I would leave yeah. it be, but it's Hollywood and they probably they should not have me. killed Shandor. I keep saying that. But then I I, you know, they, what, you mentioned back. that and I was like, that would have been a, like it would have been different, right? To be yeah. a, It's this, instead of it's a being a ghost, it's this like crazy old guy that just preserved himself for all these years to try to bring back ghosts and he's actually the villain, but he, it was so weird. They, you you cast this big name actor J K Simpson, and he gets ripped in half by Olivia yeah, Wilde.
0: Like
2: I, I was thinking, like okay, this dude is definitely an occultist. Yeah, he's figured out some kind of occult way to keep himself alive. Maybe he's like, you know, undead or whatever he is. It that would be a great fucking thing. And maybe he's we're taking the ghost thing and we're bringing it to a different level now. Like like bringing it to a two thousand twenty one level of ghosts, like. We have ghost movies every fucking week now, you know?
1: Well,
0: and imagine all... just J.K.
1: Simmons playing off of those original backers. Oh, my God. Backers. That would have
0: been fucking great. I would have like loved to see that. The
1: dialogue in those scenes. And maybe they just didn't have the money to have all those guys on the same, in the same shot. But I can only imagine the riffs that would be going back and forth between, between Bill Murray and, and J.K. Simmons.
0: I don't even know if they were all on the set together. Some some of the shots look like somebody was like put in later. They couldn't show up on time. I don't know. How, I don't feel like they didn't have a lot of time, especially with Bill Murray. They might have been shooting it during COVID too. Oh, and, that too. Yes. Uh, yeah. 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 Was that Olivia Wilde? That wasn't Olivia that Wilde. Was Olivia yes, Wilde. it was. Uh, the spirit was, of Gozer. She was Gozer. Oh, she was playing, voiced by somebody else, and then Josh Gad voiced Muncher. But he yeah. didn't really talk. It was Olivia Wilde doing
1: her best. Uh, I don't even know who that actress was in the first one. It looked like Sam <laughs> Bowie. It's a, a woman.
0: Yeah. yeah, but on IMDb it says Spirit of Gozer. It says Emma Portner.
1: Doesn't pretty say pretty Olivia pretty Wilde. Sure that was Olivia Wilde.
0: All right, I don't know. Look up Emma Portner. Does she look like Olivia Emma, Wilde? Emma. She does kind of look like. I think it was Emma Portner. I don't think it was Olivia Wilde. I think Olivia Wilde was rumored, hmm. and it ended up not up. being her. No, I gotta look her up now. It looks so much like Olivia Wilde to me. Oh, Stella Aykroyd, isn't it, too? Dan's, Dan's daughter, I guess. I'm a Port- No, it's not. It was oh, not about Oh, Portner. it does say Olivia Wilde, Gozer, uncredited at yeah, the bottom. That's definitely Olivia Wilde. Okay, that about partner does not look like, like that. So she's... Okay, okay. No right, maybe way. it is. it was Olivia Wilde. All right, I was wrong.
1: Or maybe if you had Gozer in there, maybe you do you add a little more to Gozer. Just,
0: like make her stronger well, or something. They didn't
1: give him the choice.
2: She gives the choice. If you're gonna do it, let them do the choice. Right, pick, pick choose your, the form, choose yeah. what destroys you. Oh yeah, you. they didn't do that.
0: Yeah, I was yeah, waiting for them that. to do that. She just kept going. Are you a god? That's all she said. Yeah, it was a choose your own
2: adventure. It was the Bandersnatch. They, they said, know. "Oh, yeah. you said yes, you don't get to have to choose." <laughs> I thought
1: of something that could never hurt us. The Stay Puff Marshmallow Man.
0: Ray, what did you
1: do? <laughs> uh, so, so such, good. So, and the look on his face, I yeah. rewatched that after. And the look yeah. on his face is they've all were all like, did you think of anything? No, I didn't think of anything. And he's just sta- sitting there like, or standing there with like a look of like just such disappointment. <laughs> I love that. Stay I love puff. the other
0: Easter egg where podcast was fighting the little Stay puff Marshmallow guys in the car, and he comes out all covered in marshmallow, oh, just yeah. like they were at the end of the third movie. He had that. Like they did everything in this movie.
1: I mean, they have to break <laughs> Paul Rudd and Carrie Coon out of the out the of dogs, the things, just, just like, like that. Yeah, Rick Moranis like, and Sigourney
0: yeah. Weaver. Yeah, it's that he's chasing them out of a Walmart. It's kind of funny. Okay, all right, good stuff. Let's do news from the nation. <laughs> It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation.
2: It stinks! It stinks! It stinks!
0: Ah, uh, buddy Steve Lee, checking in. He, he left a comment on the Facebook group "Talking Her Nation." He says, "Hey boys, I may have missed it, but did you guys ever review Winter Soldier?" I've been going back and listening to the old podcast because I love them so much and I couldn't find it. I know we have a lot coming up, but if not, I'd love to hear you, Anthony and Ruggs, chat about it as it's generally regarded as a top ten, if not a top five. Also possible it's 1 a.m. I can't sleep and just being a doofus and can't find it. Keep up the good work. Excited for the Hawkeye Spidey stuff on its way. Steve Lee. Uh, We did not actually formally review that one. I don't know if we were podcasting at that time. We weren't. That movie came out in 2014. We started in 2015. Age of Ultron, I think, was the first Marvel movie we released as it came out. But it's a great movie. It's a great request. Seth Morgan, our buddy Seth Morgan, sweetens the pot a little bit with an incentive. He's like, you got to give us this when you get a slow week during the winter. This would be so much fun as it's such a fan favorite. In fact, when you do your Marvel rankings, it's usually in your top three. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. So everybody would love this. And then he says, as an incentive, after we get this, I'll sponsor a new cameo intro. Oh, I'll shit. do it. It's got Frank Grillo in it. It does Let's have do Frank it. Grillo. <laughs> that's,
1: that's reason enough.
0: Yes. Yeah. I think uh, this is a good request. We might as well do it when uh, something slow was yeah, we'll, squeezing a retro look.
1: Yeah. I, I haven't revisited that movie in a while. so It's got...
2: Um, Scarlett Johansson and my favorite version of the Black Widow. Uh
0: huh, uh huh. It's great. I mean, Bucky you meet Bucky and Winter Soldier, and it's you, great you, movie. you also have to throw in the
1: fact that this movie was totally unexpected because the Russo brothers were com- like nothing, right? You know, everyone was going, "Oh, you got the uh, what was that movie? Uh, the, com- the Community, community guys with, uh, to do a sitcom.
0: This was their first a, movie, a wasn't it? Spy thriller, yeah. Well, it was like was that, and they had movie. done like
1: a uh, freaking what the fuck was that movie? It's like it's some stupid movie before this. Oh, they did you, me, and Dupree.
0: You, me, and Dupree, which is uh, not Kane a Hudson, big movie. Hudson, Owen
1: Wilson, Matt Dillon.
0: Yeah, that was a weird comedy.
1: And then the <laughs> next movie they do eight years later is Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Okay,
0: so they took some time
1: off and regrouped, and
0: now they did some great. Well, shit. they were
1: doing Community in between. Yeah, they were doing Community.
0: No, thanks for the the thing. We'll definitely we will find a slot, Steve, to to review it if the. The people want it. We got to give it to them. Okay. The rest of these comments are going to, this is going to mesh into what are we watching? Because there is a lot of shit out there right now. I don't know if you've noticed. There's so
2: much stuff. stuff right and now.
0: thanks to the people in the group posting new shows, I've been trying to keep up and I can barely keep up with what everybody's watching and what they want to know about. So let's start with Jose Joel Casares says, just finished hit monkey on Hulu. Anyone else enjoyed enjoying the show? Uh, Matt Gunter says, "I think I have what the last one to go. It's pretty cool. Is it a limited series, or will there be more seasons?" Matt, I don't think there's going to be more seasons. Lame. This is one of the last Jeff Loeb Marvel Television productions. After that whole wing has shut down, Justin Zwerner also really enjoying it. Rugs, have you caught this at all? No, Anthony, you probably have not watched the Hit Monkey. I have not. I watched the first episode. I just I squeezed it in. I was like, let me just get this started. It sets up the whole thing. Uh, the show is so fucking violent. It's hilarious. I was enjoying that. My only issue is the lead guy is this badass assassin, right? And he just fucking kills everyone. No remorse on the spot. He is voiced by one Jason Sudeikis, who was recently... Gone, risen to fame as Ted Lasso, and it's hard for me to watch an assassin with the voice of Ted Lasso. It kind yeah, of, that would be weird. It kind of ruins the effect. He's trying to do a good job, and he's trying to be tough. But I'm like this fucking Ted Lasso; he wouldn't hurt a fly. I don't know. Uh, I, He'll I will bake your biscuits. He's gonna bake your biscuits. I'll try to watch the rest of it. I did enjoy the first episode and how he shows the monkey how to kill people. It's entertaining and it's super super violent. Okay, next one, Jose Ibarra. asks, Is anyone watching this? He posted the trailer to Arcane on Netflix. Everything about the show is exceptional, phenomenal animation, story, and voice acting. This is a show that's based on the game League of Legends. In that Don't world, be, uh, brought this up on our. Uh- discord Joe Pope turned to turn me on to this the, the if you watch the trailer the animation is fucking beautiful it is stunning chris williams says i've been watching this he says don't know a shit about league of legends but i'm enjoying it i'm going to binge it i watched the first episode of this also it's very good, good someone uh,
1: my friend ed shout out to ed ed he, he had mentioned that this is something, he was like, can you guys review this? And I, I didn't even know what it was. I was going, I don't even know what you're talking about. What so is this? It,
0: it takes place in a fantasy realm and there's a bunch of like delinquent kids doing, you know, heists and this, it's, it's fantasy. And it's based on anime? It's based on the game League of Legends, the esports video game League of Legends that they do huge yeah, esports oh. tournaments. League of
2: Legends is like a uh, very, like um uh, fast paced version of like, uh like
0: RPG role playing RPG. Yeah, like
2: Dungeons and Dragons ish, like you can be like all kind you have magic and all that other stuff, but they they're doing it in a more hip way. It's not like this like old school Renaissancey thing. It's kind of a more futuristic, I guess you could say, kind of uh magic based game. Mm. So uh Arcane is a kind of offshoot side story that takes place in an adjacent universe or whatever. And, um, it's just really well done. And I, I can't wait to watch it. I've heard so, so many people have, who have watched it who like animation or like, you got to watch yeah, this animation
0: is, is fucking amazing. I didn't know shit about League of legends either. And if I wasn't a problem, I was able to follow it. You meet, they do good character development.
2: It's, I don't think it's meant to be like, uh, tied
0: too closely there's also a halo fucking show coming out there's soon. The, yeah there is a halo show coming out soon that's not out yet there's enough to watch okay so then the next thing check out arcade i think i'm gonna watch the rest of this uh it the the problem is a lot of these stories start to get really similar and blur into each other and i forget what's happening on what show yeah has that happened to you <laughs>
2: Well, there's a lot of similar shit out there. There really is. You find out that the idea that there's only
0: seven stories, it's true. It is true. Okay, (laughs) next one. Blake Braden has asked, has anyone started the Cowboy Bebop series on Netflix? I watched two episodes. As a person who has zero history with the original series or lore, I am rather enjoying it. Okay, before I get to other people's comments, you watched two episodes, Rux. Yeah, I watched like the first four and I'm also simultaneously watching the anime. I watched like eight or nine episodes of the anime. I'm a little bit more ahead. Uh, What are your initial thoughts on this? It's not the anime, but it's not bad. It's trying hard to be the anime. Yeah, it is. It's
2: it's kind of like the anime is like this kind of boutique show where like they do on these like Adventures that are like that take the show in different places each uh, each episode. Yeah, and this is kind of more like they're trying to coalesce it all into one story that kind of wraps throughout the uh, different episodes, like almost like an overarching story. Right. Right. So, um, I don't know. It's fine. It. I. I. To be honest with you, I think the fight scenes are very lacking, and some of the most staged not unnatural looking fight scenes that I've ever seen. It's very but, stylized. Uh, yeah. I. Ve- but other than that, it's good. It's I'm, fine. I'm digging it. Enjoyable.
0: it. It looks great. The music is great. I love like the, the, the Western slide guitar music. And then like the bebop jazz lounge music. I'm enjoying it so far. And they, you know, jet and spike and Faye Valentine, all the characters are there. Uh It's all right. Uh, so Jose Barra. Not a lot of people have the same opinion. Some people, I mean, this anime is beloved. The anime is only 26 episodes. It's just one season. Yeah, the anime is great. 1998, it came out. And uh, so I want to get through that. Jose Ibarra says, I started watching and will probably finish this weekend. As someone that recently rewatched the anime for the third time, I give it maybe a 6 out of 10. Very disappointing. I really wanted it to be great. Daryl says, I'm more surprised than I thought I would be at how much of this, of Whedon." Pretty blatantly stole for Firefly. Oh, absolutely! Firefly came out early two thousands, right? Yeah, this was before. Mm-hmm. It's very Firefly. Chris Williams also didn't watch the anime, but I'm loving the live action. Really good. And David Zika says first half was great, second half kind of a mess. So I'm still in the first half. I was kind
2: of psyched that the, the <laughs> that the uh, the cowboy show on TV was there.
0: Where they oh my god, they, they have the show about. Fugitives. They did yeah. live action. There's a show. Like, oh, You're gonna do this, and they go, "Oh, they did it! Oh, wow, they did do it." They did a
2: lot of things, like they they got like the ships yeah. look great. The like yeah, the ships little look ship, like ship the that uh, that's that spikes uh, flies. That the little red guy, he's cool. Yeah, um, his personal ship. Yeah, like it feels cool. It feels like it just something about the fight scenes that are bad. That's the only I don't like the action scene and the action. And the show is, like, fucking phenomenal. Like, it's very visceral in that show, in the in the anim, anime. It's very visceral. So I feel like it, it pales in comparison. And, of course, I, I'm i not really sure. I only saw Faye in one episode, and then she disappeared. Yeah. And so I'm waiting to see her again to kind of make up my mind about her. I'm not really 100% sold on her either.
0: Production-wise, I love how they're using, like, it's, like, steampunky. Like, there's an old fucking 1980s Macintosh on the ship. There's dials and switches, even though it's supposed to be out in space and yeah. futuristic. I love all the old dials and the old screens. Uh, yeah, and the Fugitive TV I'm shows. I'm happy to watch it, though. I am. I'll yeah, watch all of it. The anime is definitely a lot of fun. That fucking show is so much fun. I love it. I can't wait to get through both of them. Anthony, are you watching anything uh, in particular notable? You know what?
1: No. I've been... A lot of sports, and I started, as I mentioned last week, I started Narcos Season 3 Mexico, but I haven't, uh, nice. I haven't watched an episode since I started the first one.
0: All right. We can get through that eventually. Yep. Give me a f- I'll give you a few years. God bless. Uh, maybe somebody wants an Arcane review, huh, Anthony? Maybe we're going to make you watch the Arcane. There's a arcane. lot to watch. There's a lot. And speaking of a lot, next week, be here, because the day this show posts, Hawkeye Episode 1 and 2, is out on Disney+. Plus. We'll be reviewing it. We will be discussing... I figure the day after Thanksgiving, I'm going to fucking just binge a lot of this shit. Two hours of the Hawkeye next
2: week, right here. Rugs, where can the people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at ReallyRugBoy. Please follow me. Follow Follow him
0: all the way to the dumpster, and he'll give you a sandwich. Or just follow me...
2: uh, as they ransack Oscar the Grouch's trash can for drugs.
0: That's right. He, he's he got great drugs. Thanks for listening. Share the show, listeners. Subscribe. Visit the website for the show notes if you want information on anything we talked about. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. We'll peep you next time. I'm pumped.
1: Yeah, yeah me, too. me too.
0: I really don't give a shit.
1: I fucking loved it Jugging nerd